Hello there, this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and this is the Psychology Report. Today I would like to focus on a particular area of aging, and that is the development of our brain and the maintenance of our brain by staying fit, and staying fit through exercise. You know, it's often been understood that if you just work crossword puzzles and uh, do some of the mathematic uh, puzzles and um, work on visual puzzles and do activities of that nature, that you are actually strengthening your brain and improving your brain, and that your brain is going to be healthy. Well, the research over the years has not proven this to be true. Those that do all these kinds of visual exercises of uh, word puzzles and so on do not particularly benefit over those that are uh, over those that do not do such kind of activity and are more sedentary. So what is the deal? What is the thing that makes our body and our brain healthy? When we talk about health, we usually refer to just general health. We usually refer to not having colds, not having flus, not having any major problem that would bring you to the attention of your physician. That's usually what we mean by staying healthy, remaining healthy. Well, healthy is also another thing, and that is what about your heart? So what we have had over the number of years now are, are a lot of uh, diets and a lot of uh, exercise plans and, and lifestyle plans to protect the heart from disease and to strengthen the heart and to improve the heart and to make sure that your heart remains healthy over the years and you live, all, and you live long. That's usually what healthy lifestyle means. But more recently, we've come to learn that what's good for the heart is good for the brain. If you make the heart healthy, you're going to make the brain healthy. Make the brain healthy, you're going to help make the heart healthy. Those two kind of are interlinked. And uh, we strengthen and we improve one as we do the other. Interestingly, uh, in the middle of our brain, right down in the central part of the brain, in the middle, is a little area known as the hippocampus. The hippocampus. Hippocampus plays a major role in memory. The hippocampus is strong and a good size. Memory tends to be quite functional and quite positive. But if that hippocampus should shrink or become small uh, for a number of reasons, memory is impaired. So a research study was done, and um, what they did was to take the size of the hippocampus of a number of people, and then what they did is ask half of them to walk a track uh, for about 40 minutes, three times a week. And the other half of the people did not walk a track. They just lived their normal life of activity. But what they found at the end of that six-month period of time is that the hippocampus for the group that walked was actually larger. And the hippocampus for the group that did not walk and just lived a sedentary life was actually smaller. The larger the hippocampus, the better it functions and the better that it retains memory and works as a memory unit for your body. So walking was definitely shown to be effective. 40 minutes a day, three times a week is what that study showed. Now just take it in contrast. Over the years, there's been many, many research studies. And I can remember reading research studies when I was in graduate school back in the 60s. That if you engaged in a task while you were active, that your eye, your, your retina, 
and your heart and other parts of your body actually strengthened and grew and became more mature at an earlier rate, at earlier date, earlier age. But if you did an activity in a passive kind of way, that is just sat in a chair and just engaged in some kind of an activity, there wasn't any benefit to the body. It wasn't any benefit to the brain. It wasn't any benefit to the retina of the eye. So we've known for years that physical activity tends to be the event that produces good results. And in this case, the study was the size of the hippocampus. Now, another study was done with 900 men and women. They were about 71 years of age. And what they were asked to do was to engage in a exercise of jogging, hiking, swimming, dancing. And uh, they followed these people over the course of a number of years, five years to be exact. And they measured uh, their intelligence, their memory, their cognitive functioning before and afterwards. And then compared it to a group of younger uh, people, college student age, if you will. And what they found is this, that for the older group of people that actually engaged in active, an active lifestyle, they engaged in jogging and hiking and swimming and dancing, had a mental functioning, a cognitive functioning, about 10 years younger than the parallel group, the older group of people that did not exercise, did not jog, and did not dance and swim. And it was similar to that of younger people. So again, exercise not only uh, helped the brain function at a higher level, but made it function similar to people who were 10 years younger. And that's an encouraging piece of information, encouraging data, you know, from the research. Now, another study showed that actual regular exercise not only helps the brain develop, but prevents blood pressure from going up prevents the arteries from becoming strong and stiff and hard, keeps the blood vessels healthy and, and assured a kind of a flow of blood, you know, throughout the body. Exercise, regular exercise. So in other words, regular exercise did help the heart. But when it helps the heart, it helps the brain. Because when your heart is pumping blood throughout your body, it's pumping blood into the brain and bringing oxygen with it and strengthening the brain. It bringing the nutrients into the brain and strengthening the brain. So you see, exercise does help the heart, but then the heart helps the brain as it functions better and stronger and gets that blood flow, you know, throughout the body and uh, brings the uh, neuro uh, parameters of the blood into the brain so that it can do its work and function well, and that memory can be improved, and cognitive decision-making can be improved, and judgments, and distance, and space, and learning words, and so on, can all be improved. Now, one other study, which is of considerable interest to me, was 875 men and women. They were 70, 65 to 70 years of age, and um, what they found is that the more active they were, the more that they had a decrease in their risk of physical disease and of cognitive dysfunction. In other words, they had a health, if they lived a healthy lifestyle, they had a healthy brain. If they lived a healthy lifestyle, they had a healthy thinking process. 
decision-making process, uh, able to solve problems, able to think through issues, able to learn, able to remember, to recall from memory events, draw from long-term memory, draw from short-term memory for utilization purposes. So they function at a much higher level in their day-to-day -day life and were more productive just by the fact that they lived a healthy lifestyle, an active lifestyle. So it's almost synonymous. A healthy lifestyle is an active lifestyle. An active lifestyle becomes a healthy lifestyle. A person who lives a healthy lifestyle experiences a healthy brain and a healthy body and a healthy heart. So it's activity. It's exercise. It's walking, jogging, hiking, swimming, biking. Whatever you need to do to get yourself in an exercise plan, do so. Join a gym. Make sure you have a partner. Go together. Take walks around the block together with somebody. Join a little exercise club. Get two or three people together so that they exercise and walk together each day. The more that you do things together, the more likely you're going to do it. And it's a motivational factor. It gets you to actually implement a lifestyle that is healthy. Going alone is sometimes lonely, boring, and it's easy to burn out. It's easy just to kind of lose interest when you do things alone. Also, set up a challenge. Besides having friends that you do things with, set up a challenge. You know, know what your weight is and then have a goal and see how you reach it. Measure your body. Measure your stomach measurements. Measure your arm measurements. And then measure that from time to time. So you have some kind of a competitive goal that you're working on. That will help you. But set up some kind of a system whereby you can uh, have something to work against, like a, a, an objective or a goal or some kind of a model that you would like to see yourself achieve. The more that you can incorporate and bring in these kinds of motivational factors, the more likely you're not only going to do it, but you're going to stick with it. And the more likely you stick with it, the better it's going to be, the healthier you're going to be, and the more benefit you're going to be are going to have from it. The key issue here is the heart. What's good for the brain is good for the heart. The key issue is what's good for the brain is good for the memory. Okay? And the key issue here is what's good for exercise is good for social relationships. And social relationships are good for exercise. So put those all together and bring about a higher level of functioning. Particularly if you are reaching into the ages of 50 and 60 and 70 and 80. This is a must. Now, obviously, at the younger years, the sooner you get into an exercise plan and a program and a, uh, a, a system and a way of life and uh, a routine, the better. because You'll maintain it on into your older years. But if you're older, it's harder to start. So get somebody to help you start. Do something that will at least bring about a little bit of success so that then you can go on to the next level of success. You know, success breeds success. We know that. This has been the Psychology Report with Dr. Alan Hedberg. And I do refer you to my book in my website. My book is Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. A lot of ideas in there to help you manage depression, anxiety, moods, anger. A lot of ideas in there to help you uh, prevent uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. How to take care of people who ha do have Alzheimer's and dementia. Learning how to... Uh, prevent disease, learning how to turn the tables on disease, if that should be your case, heart conditions, and so on. It's achieving and living a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress. And it's in my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Booksbyhedberg.com. And 
Thanks for listening today, and we'll see you again. Bye for now.